tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Well, Dominion fans, welcome back. For the season finale no, of Dominion. So we're here, good. We're here at AfterBuzz TV talking so about the finale. So good. We can... Oh, oh. This, like, there has to be a season three. Mm-hmm. I will be so upset if there's not a season three. I will feel the way... You know what's funny is... Um, before we did the show, I was talking to DJ Jesse Janity about the show Flash Forward, which did not get a season two. And I felt the same way that I would feel if... This did not get a season three. Well, we're definitely going to talk about that. Before we do, let's introduce ourselves, oh, yeah, guys. Sorry. As always, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you for tuning in. You can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And my fantastic co-host is here. One, two, three, Jackie B. Miss Jackie Borowski. Hey. Because we are not defined by our Twitter handles. Oh, I'm defined by mine. <laughs> it makes it easier for people to find me, it's I guess. Fair enough, I suppose. Well, if they can spell my name, which... <laughs> Which a they lot often can not. Um, but let's let's just jump in. I mean, we already started talking about reactions. Like this was a, this was so good, and now it's like I, we knew from talking to Vaughn and the other writers, uh, Sean and Alyssa, that this was going to go to a place where we were going to be begging for more, and we are. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much how it is. It's like, I need to know what happens to all of these characters. They're all of the, I'm invested in all of the characters. We had some shocking exits this season. Yeah, there was, I mean, this episode was just a, a roller like, it was like a constant, like, just moving forward, driving forward. Like, things are happening yes. at every moment. People are being, some characters that we don't expect to be, like, being nice to, even nice to each other are like. I like the shakeups and the new alliances that yeah. we're having. Stuff is, Stuff is changing while it, but none of, almost none of it felt like, it, it, none of it felt like it was like out of no, left field or out of nowhere. It all made sense. I have like a couple questions that I think need to be answered, but overall it's, it all made sense. That's how you know you have a good show when you can, when you can make the plot move forward in a certain way that that things are really changing. The world in at the end of season two should never be the same world as you have in season one. But um, it should feel like it organically went there instead of it being forced upon the characters or upon the show. Yeah. Which this, it just, it organically made its way here, which is perfect. It did. It did. I mean, the the my only, if I have any complaints about this finale, it's that it left me hanging so bad yes. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, there's two, well, there's two ways that shows handle season finales when they don't know about the next season. And we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I messaged with Vaughn earlier today to see if he'd heard <laughs> me. He is not. Um, it's still no news, so keep those hashtag renew dominions, and those will be some other things I'll talk about a little later in the show that we might be able to do to help promote the idea to sci-fi. Um, the, the, well, the ratings were in, while we're just on that topic, the ratings were in for this finale, and, uh, unfortunately the, the season, oh, the series as a whole dropped about 45%, 45-50% from last year's averages. Um, both in the demo of, 18, of like adults 1849 and overall, um, which is unfortunate. But th- from what I understand, the the network is happy creatively. I think we can all be say that we're yes. happy creatively. And I also think the fan base of Dominion is a really like strong and passionate fan base. And I mm-hmm. feel like that makes a difference. That made a difference in community, made a difference in the Mindy project. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys, you fans that are listening to this, I, I we host a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I host on a ton, and I host on a ton with passionate fan bases, like Doctor Who, Sleepy Hollow. Like, these shows have 
big audiences that care. I've never seen a fan base so active as the Dominion fan base. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen, I've seen very passionate fan bases. Like the Sleepy Hollow fan base is very passionate. Mm -hmm. But this fan base is not only passionate, but it's insanely active. Like you guys that watch this show, you're like us where you want to see this show come back. You want to see it badly enough that you're willing, you're willing to tweet the campaign. And I think that's excellent. Yeah. Um, But what I was saying, this, this episode sort of ends on, a, Eight million cliffhangers. Yeah. Oh, a, my gosh. A whole bunch of cliffhangers, whereas some, a lot of sh- some shows that don't know try to make things, like, sort of wrap where it could be the end. Yeah. But with, like, open lines, this is very much like, we need right. m- another season or right. this ain't going to work. Like, right. We're going to just be, like, sitting there like, what happened? Give us answers. But hopefully that is enough that like the sci-fi executives are like, we want answers. We want right. to know what happens next. Show renewed. They just I, I imagine sci-fi has like a button. Like <laughs> a show renewed button. <laughs> yeah, there's like a awesome. green button and a red button, and they're just like <laughs> green renewed. Um and it just like automatically sets a bunch of stuff up. Um anyway, let's get into this episode. Uh because so much going on. Let let's start with uh let's start with Alex and Claire and Noma on the like because we we start out with them like underground and I just remember shouting like use your magic powers, Alex. And he did. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, like that's what we've been waiting yes. for. The like ever since we knew that he could evict them is like right. just use it on eight balls. Right. And he does it in. I thought his face was really funny. When he did it, it was sort of like an O face. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did feel that release. Maybe yeah. he did. It's pure heart. It's pure heart. It's pure heart. Uh, um, he frees them, yeah. but the gates have all been opened because Baby Wheel um, opened them all before he like mashed up the board and then was slaughtered. Little wheel, what are you doing? What Baby wheel, doing? leaving a mess. Yeah. <laughs> leaving your mess out, <laughs> breaking things, having tantrums, because you're not the chosen one. I did, I liked that battle scene, too. It was very, um, I like seeing, like, post-apocalyptic Vegas like that. I mean, yeah, it just, was just cool shots all around. It felt to me like, this. it felt like, tr- I mean, maybe just because of the architecture that was around, because it's Vegas. It felt like, it reminded me of, like, the Trojan War, how that must have felt. Like, just, like, the city has fallen. Yes. Like, the, we are invaded, the walls are down, this is the end. Yes. We can make a last stand, or we can run, but it, it's done. Like, and it's then, pretty much I mean, done. And then we have Claire make the decision to go and um, talk to her dad, which they... I mean, basically, Alex has to explain to her that he's a dyad and that the bad the 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 bad half of him is in charge. The angel half is in charge. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the angel's name. What was the angel's name again? Duma. He's a, apparently a very old angel, um, and the, thus very powerful. And yeah. this was another scene that just blew my mind because I did see, I didn't see that I could not have foretold them killing Claire. But it makes sense story-wise because I, f- I do feel like her story had come to an end because the city is – has her city has fallen apart and her city yeah. was who she was. And so at this stage in time also because I'm a huge Claire and Gates shipper, I was like, oh, now they can be together in death. Hmm. Which was <laughs> interesting because when you have um, – when you have this is this is another thing I I love when shows do. This show does not, even though it had a love rhombus, it did not make the love rhombus the point of its show or the yes. central feature of its show. Yeah, it knew that the central feature is this war is going on. It knew that the central feature is the relationships between uh, the angels and the people, and. It knew that it wasn't going to make a show. This is not Beverly Hills 90210. It's Dominion. So it's not making a show based on love rhombuses, but it's just a happy side effect of the show. Yeah. A happy side plot. So I do like that. I do like that our hero ends up alone because I think that 
gives him any myriad of possibilities to go out into the future. It's yeah. like he ends up with nobody. And I actually love it when shows do that. I loved it mm-hmm. when Buffy ended up with nobody. Because they don't need like They don't need He's anybody. not defined by yeah. the person that he's with. Where it's a, the, none of these characters are defined that way. Uh, although, while we're on the subject, uh, the, the listener poll, Nalex totally won. <laughs> By a four to one, yes. like a four to one vote was yes. just like no one's on my side. <laughs> um, although, like you gotta give it to like the two of them, like the the like the the feels between like Alex and Claire as she's dying. There's, I'm not gonna deny that there is chemistry all around. That's what made it such a compelling yeah. love rhombus. Is that it's not like there. There are plenty of other shows I watch where you see them trying to put characters together, and you're like, those actors just have no chemistry, or it's just mm-hmm. not compelling. But but the the different combinations were compelling, and the actors did work well together. Yeah. So that. I think that's what made this love rhombus so magical. Well, what was so great about it was that the, they very much, um, like, the, these were two sides of Alex. Yes. This was, like, his the buddy that, like, understands his military side. Right. And, like, will tell him, like, up soldier. Yes. Like, that will push him in that way. And the one, who, and the, the girl who represents the, like, the life he sort of, unrealistically wishes he could have. Right, like a Prince Charming kind of lifestyle. Yeah, where they could run away and just live in the flowers forever. Um, And it's just, this is the world that they're in, and he can't, that life doesn't exist in in any reality for them. That life doesn't exist, and in the world he is in, he and Noma, in theory, would have been together. Um, But so, like, I think we'll save the the ending bit okay. when we get through like all of the flashback and talk more about Lucifer and mm-hmm. everything because there's so much to cover there. Um, but just getting to the the tower because um, we have they see Duma yes. come in as as General Rison and mm-hmm. I can only imagine like Claire's what's going through her head as they the trucks go by like those aren't our trucks, Dad. What? <laughs> It's a very, I mean, she had a, like, it it was a very rough ending for her because she had to be told basically moments, like, just seconds, uh, in seconds, like, oh, yeah, okay, so now your dad is an evil angel and you have to go and try and talk to him, like, and the city's (laughs) falling apart. Good luck. It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And, um... And I like I liked that scene where um, she wants to talk to her dad, and her dad is really trying to do the fight. And her dad asks her to shoot him, and um, and she she hesitates, or she she shoots him, and then she hesitates. There's there's some hesitation there to where um, then Duma shoots back, and then Alex comes in, and, yeah, and kills um, him. Well, because I think there was a. Uh, basically, Doom is trying to raise his gun, mm-hmm. um, and but Rison is fighting him. And this is sort of like this is sort of where the the dyad mythology gets a little muddy for me. Um, I guess that it's not so much like because the, when they set it up, it was that they combine and create like a new person that is both. But it's really just that the in a dyad, it feels more like the eight ball or like the the angel like the the person isn't buried as much mm-hmm. so maybe it makes them more powerful because otherwise why let them be a dyad at all right um so it must make them stronger right. or better healing or things because that would that's that's why i the only reason i could think that uh duma ricin survives being shot with a very large gun yeah um, but, but like, so Ryson was firing her and it's in that moment that Claire hesitates, um, and gets shot. Yes. So they Because both... she doesn't want to actually shoot her dad, but she realizes it's like that split second hard decision where it's, she, she wants to kill this Duma, but she doesn't want to shoot her dad, but her dad's like, you got to kill me because this, you got to kill the evil angel. Yeah. I mean, it's a very... I mean that's a what a what a terrible way to go out though especially she 
died thinking that she had shot her dad. Yeah. I mean, and and we have this, uh, we have the comparison of the parallel deaths where we have, um, we have Claire dying, um, I think Vaughn said as a, as a hero's death where, where she's, she's struggling with this, okay, I have to kill this evil angel. And then we have, um, we have baby wheel dying, William wheel dying, um, at his dad's hands, but he's dying as like a, somebody who destroyed the city versus someone who was trying to save it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he very much had like his arc sort of like went up and up and then he's sort of like had a, just a crazy twist where it's like, I'm not who I like, who my, who I thought I was. Right. I'm nothing. Um, it'd be interesting to see what else he might've done if not for the darkness. Mm hmm. Like, if he had had time to build up an army. Yes. Um, he might have taken over the city. Who knows? Or it would have been interesting to me to see him as part of Lucifer's army now that we know that Lucifer's building up some sort yeah, of Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so tempted to just jump into Lucifer. But, I, like, we're still talking about Claire and, thing, and, and all that. Um, they, well, like... The, I guess there's I guess there's not a whole lot more there. The the um the, there's a nice scene with the humans coming in and saving Alex and Noma right before the end where they all bow down to Alex. Yes. Um put like really just raise him up. Like they, But it, what's interesting to me is Noma really started that. Yeah. Noma was the first person to bow down or first angel person, you know, to bow down and then the rest of them did too. So it's, it's what makes this ending so bittersweet because you do know that you have Alex in earlier in the episode saying, um, you know, I loved Claire, but I, I had loved you long before that. So he's basically, he admits this long-term love for Noma, which is what we have fans like, I think for the most part, most fans have had been waiting for that moment. Mm-hmm. And just the moment when you think, okay, they're out of the woods, they're finally like getting together. We have this plot twist where she, we know that she's like a triple betrayer and, um, and she betrays him for a pair of wings. Yeah. Um, even though she loves him, even though she loves him and even though she recognizes he's the savior and even though, um, She's saying here, this army is yours. She's still, because she struggled with her own identity and she didn't want to feel lost without her wings. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if there's more to it. I, I do feel the need to point out that, because uh, Noma had gray wings mm-hmm. to start, that Noma was Noma the gray with her wings, fell, and then was reborn as Noma the white. Yep. Lord of the Rings reference. Um, it just, it, thank you. Uh, it made me laugh. Um, but it, it was, I, I wonder if there's something significant in the wing color. Cause it's, we have not, none of the angels that we've seen so far have had white wings. Those were very classic angelic wings. I think, uh, I read this, I read this, um, interview with Fawn where he, I, he did confirm that Noma, had felt a loss of like self, a loss of identity with the loss of her wings. And, um, since those wings were given by Lucifer, they had to look different. I mean, so I don't know if it goes farther beyond that. Like what, what's the symbolism or why white or why do they look like this or whatever. Um, but it's like, we know that those are not the wings that God gives to all of his angels. Yeah. So it's, she has something different. Yeah. Um, it just, it was, I, what I like about the, that choice is they, it, they weren't red, they weren't jet black, they were white. They yeah, were they were very angelic Very looking. clean, yeah. as if it was a fresh slate. And I think that's going to play into what we are going to find out about whatever it is, whatever Lucifer's whole game plan is. So let's, let's go back, let's go through that whole arc of because mm-hmm. of, we get some flashbacks and stuff 
Um, because right at the top, like Gabriel and Michael are in Mallory. Mm-hmm. No one else is there, so Michael doesn't get to have his reunion with Laurel. Uh, it's like another human that he fell in love with. I love that about Michael, yeah. though. He well, he lo- he, he loves, loves so, humans. He loves so strongly, so strongly. Um, and Gabriel's like just ready to kill Michael at this point. Like he's like, uh, for you, I'll we'll go see if our dead brother is actually alive. Mm-hmm. But it's time for you to die now. Um, and like he's not convinced. But then the prophet just like saddles up. The man up. in the yellow hat. Yeah, he just like push. He's like, down, 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 down. Like in the door, like, you might not want to do that just yet. It's, I imagine. He, I think there are things we learn in this scene, though. We learn that, um, we learn that there are more prophets out there or more people that even if you kill the man in the yellow hat there are tons of other people who are willing to step up for lucifer yeah well they they establish um what's what the the quote is there are dozens of us out there ready to obey his voice um so noma is apparently one of them um somebody in the chat who was um linda milks asks when did lucifer get a chance to heal noma and give her her wings that is the one question I had about this whole scene because you're wondering, um, she had that scene on the rooftop where she still didn't have her wings and she was mourning it. And that was like three episodes ago, I think. It was very recently. It was, very, that was... It was very recently. So I, I was having that same question, like from that moment where we know she doesn't have her wings and she's, it's really playing with her mind. Where does she get the opportunity then? But see, I think it can all be sort of brought to the question to the point where he says, there are dozens of us out there ready to obey his voice. Not him, because Lucifer does not have a body. So if he's communicating with anyone, it is not through normal physical realm means. Mm -hmm. I think he could, he literally was a, probably spoke to her within her head and was able to promise her and have that whole conversation just in her head. Um, remember that angels can communicate with their wings. And I know right. that she hadn't, she had lost her wings, but with Lucifer either in the outer sphere or in this like weird middle, middle zone where he's in both. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's reasonable to assume that he could communicate with Noma through whatever means he needed to. I think, I, I mean, I think that makes sense. We do hear, and we hear his voice. He communicates with her, in that last moment, he may have given her her wings right in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, for because that would actually make sense, you know, because um, he might not. He might have said, "Okay, you don't get your wings until you actually give over Alex." So in that moment that she gave gave up Alex's location or gave over wherever Alex was, that was maybe that was when she spread her wings. That moment, that's the yeah. moment she got them. Yeah. Um, aren't they beautiful? <laughs> um, but so, uh, it, more in this, uh, this flashback, um, cause this sort of like lays the ground for like what Noma's doing. Yes. Noma's got this, I like her, like the flashback outfit with yes! like, the cross strap. I like the Xena Warrior Princess flashback <laughs> outfit. It's great. Um, but we go back to. It's a lot to, like Uriel's old out, or Uriel's yeah, outfit. Yeah. Um, we go back to, like, this is sort of, like, just after Legion, because mm-hmm. Jeep and Charlie are together, which, if you don't remember, Charlie is the character from Legion that, uh, gives birth to Alex. Um, and then the creepy grandma lady tries to kill little <laughs> baby Alex. Um, but, uh, we go back, and so it's, Noma is teamed up with Gabriel still at this point, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to murder this baby, um, they end up killing Charlie in, like, instead, and Noma just, like, can't bring herself to kill Alex mm-hmm. um, because she senses the presence of God around him. It's interesting, though, that she says that because you're wondering, like, is this the earliest moment that Lucifer Lucifer reached out to her because maybe she thought it was just like the people in Laurel. Maybe she thought it was the presence of God, but it was actually Lucifer? Um, I suppose it's possible, but... It's, she's mentioning the present, like, father's presence around him, and Alex is very much supposedly, like, if he's really, if he's the chosen one, he would have that 
presence mm-hmm. in theory. Yes. Um, I think he would have to, I, it does play into my old theory that I haven't mentioned in a few episodes because it hasn't been relevant, but my old theory that Alex is actually God. <laughs> think about it now where she felt his presence. Maybe he's the son of God. I mean, aren't we all? um no but it's it but you're right it like it it could be something like that i still think that the idea that god is gone is such a bizarre because i guess it for me like i don't think of like the the character of Mm -hmm. god as like a being that could go away yes um, and maybe that's why it's so devastating for the for the characters here. That like in my mind, it's God is so in, intricately intertwined with just the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, how could that leave? But I guess that's the devastation that Michael and Gabriel and everyone feels. Right. Um, the question is, I guess, if he left any part of himself behind, it would be in Alex. Mm-hmm. Is the theory? Um, is my theory at least. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah, or Alex is like his portal back. So like in the last episode of the show, he'll just like burst open and then God God walks out like, hey guys, what did you do to Las Vegas? Uh, why did you do that? <laughs> Are you kidding? I was so, I was planning on going to Caesar's Palace this weekend <laughs> to blow off some steam. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, um, I like how in the flashbacks too, we see, um, we see how Noma is the reason why. What's her face? The mom, Claire. No, the mom, Charlie. Charlie. How? Why Charlie died? And then Michael has that conversation with her, basically saying, "Now you owe a debt. Like you yeah. have to protect Alex." Yeah. Um, you killed. Father revealed himself to you for a reason. You killed Alex's mother, and when the time comes, I expect you to pay that debt and give your life for his. Part of me thinks that Noma's sat, Noma getting the wings and all that somehow is going to play actually be paying her debt. First of all, I find it creepy that like she like found this baby and like owed this baby a debt and then like fell in love with him. I and, told like, you, it's like Twilight. She was imprinting on him. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. No, I ref- no. <laughs> no shipping them anymore. It's cre- now it's just really creepy. But she hadn't seen him for years. So when she came back and he was an adult it's creepy. He was with Michael for years, it's, all tucked away. It's like it's like if you started dating your old babysitter. <laughs> Don't say that. That's Don't what... make Dominion creepy. <laughs> but it is. It's like Noma's being weird. Uh, she's like millennia old. Alex is a Alex is still to her a baby. That is true. That is true. It's the thing that everyone ignores about all the vampire movies and all that, like Twilight. It's like. This is, like, real... The age difference is just extremely weird. <laughs> Extreme. Um, I'm still shipping them. <laughs> still doing it. Uh, I'm just... I'm shipping no one anymore in this show. Well, I mean, the... I mean, I say that I'm shipping them because I like the two characters together or whatever, but the show is not about that. Yes. Like, it doesn't... It yeah, wouldn't yeah. matter to me whatever happens. I say the shipping because it's just a fun game yeah, to play while we watch the show. And it's fun um, when you see that two... You like two characters to get... Like, you see two actors work well together. You like two characters together. You want to see more of them together because of the chemistry. But um, the show's not about that. It's like, I, I could see all of the characters by themselves doing whatever. And... Um, and it wouldn't matter to me that they're not focusing on that because that's not what the show is about. Yes. No, totally. Um, so the question, I guess, is Noma at this point is, do you think that she is somehow helping Alex? Did she sacrifice himself in, like, instead of Alex for Lucifer to take? Or is this was it really just like a, I want my wings back? And it's what we see on the surface. See, I, I don't want to believe. I mean, it's so hard because you've seen her. I mean, you've seen how real their relationship is and how, how much she really has like followed him and sacrificed for him and protected him. 
Um, and they have, you still had that moment a couple episodes earlier where both Noma and Claire basically admit that either one would die for Alex. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to believe that this moment, I think you can read it two ways. You can read it, you can read it that Noma gave up, um, gave up Alex's location to Lucifer and therefore gets wings from Lucifer as a like thank you present. Or you can read it as um, Noma turned Lucifer down, still protects Alex, and then was given wings by missing God or whatever, or given the wings by God as a as a um, thank you for protecting him. Yeah, for protecting Alex. Hmm. Well, so, well, just well, I mean, we can only wait to see how it right. unfolds. I read it as Lucifer just because God is missing, so it's like I had no other explanation in my like arsenal. For... Oh yeah, and you heard the um, the voice tell, right. telling uh, Noma um, what, what what did it say? Um, it is time. You heard Lucifer right. as he rises, um, telling the prophet and telling her. It is time. Right. So, like, it, it was like, it's it's just activating a sleeper cell, basically. It's sad to me, though, because I would, I would like to see, and I know, like, Noma has switched sides before, but I would like to see, um, in the third season, I would like to see Noma come back around. I mean, it, it is interesting to have her defect and start working with Lucifer, but I would love her to like realize that maybe that's not the right thing and come full circle. Just like we actually in this episode, we had um, Gabriel come full full circle. He was healed by fire by Lucifer or by um, by the man in the yellow hat, and I knew I knew when he was being burned that he was actually being helped because. Lucifer was using fire to protect the city, so it made sense to me that he was being burned to be to to be helped, like a trial by fire kind of thing. And so we have the like whatever wrath demon that was in um, in Gabriel is like yeah, out the the darkness yeah, from the, the amphora it was just it was like an infection. I guess yes. I, think, I think the easiest way to classify it. And it's and it's gone. And then I love, I love, love, love seeing Michael and Gabriel team up against Lucifer. I love the idea that these two guys, these two brothers, who had we know from flashbacks had been so close for many, many centuries, and it was just at this, at the point of this war that they split apart. I love the idea of them coming back together and fighting against Lucifer. I like, I love yeah. the idea of them time, time, um, teaming up and how, um, <clears throat> and how they both basically were like, Lucifer, you can't get at Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the, the an interesting thing is like, was Lucifer at that, was that him coming like to power? Because he was still boned, yeah. In that last scene, um, so upset. Mm-hmm. no. Um, but he was still like he wasn't a he didn't have a body yet. Right. He just existed as a skeleton. You could, it was a cool. It was creepy. Um, well, let's talk about that chamber when yeah. the prophet goes down. The prophet walks in, and you can see the 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 morning star constellation, just like the one Alex had. You also the walls were just covered in different markings that were very similar to alex's mm-hmm. um i do you think that those were copies of the markings or is that just angelic writing i feel like it's just angelic writing because how would lucifer know what the markings were that's true um he definitely wants the markings, right um and i and i mean we know he can't he can't fully become alive until um alex is sacrificed yeah so well, I guess that's that's or at least that's the theory. That's yes. what they all think. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to remember that Michael and Gabriel and Lucifer—they may not have all of the answers to this themselves. They just right. have what they think. So they think that by sacrificing Alex, Lucifer, Lucifer thinks that by sacrificing Alex in his name, he'll be able to regain his body. Or maybe it's a thing where he has to. Like, uh, to, uh, possess Alex, where, like, basically we get Christopher Egan playing, uh, Lucifer. 
Um, that could be interesting, too. I do think that could be interesting. I mean, like I said before, uh, with the actor who plays General Ryson, I actually did want to see the um, dyad possession because it's so fascinating for an actor to play that. And I think he did a great job in this in this episode with the whole with the struggle between the two different entities. And I think Mm -hmm. that would be an interesting struggle to play. Um, I oh, my gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, um, well, it's something with Lucifer. Just the rise. No. Um, well, because the other the other big um, the other plot lines that we got in this episode um, that will sort of bring us through, slowly back through is um, we have Wheel and Erika. Yes, I love that moment. I love that they um, they kind of acknowledge that there's like an underlying sexual tension between yeah. them, <laughs> which I I find fascinating because it's like who who knows if that'll play out in the future. Oh, that's going to be the most destructive relationship ever. Yes. And um I like that he <laughs> he escapes death for the 100,000th thousandth, thousandth time and um in in a way that he is sacrificing himself for the city because David mm-hmm. David really even though his character has done bad things and is sort of twisted he does love the city. It's his city. He wants to protect it. And yeah. I, I liked that. I like that point that they made. Yeah. And so he ends up in front of Duma. And, and yeah, I mean, that's we got like who didn't die. Yeah. Well, that's I think I think that's what the sacrifice for being a dyad has to be because like most eight balls like that's the thing is like an eight ball doesn't have to fight against their host. Yeah. Um, they just win mm-hmm. when they but a dyad, it, it's not what I originally understood it to be, which was a new per, a new third personality created out of the two. Right. With, this, with the wants of both and the desires of both combined, mm-hmm. it's one fighting for the other. So I think that it's strength and healing, basically, just a generally more powerful being right. that's created. So Duma did survive. Mm-hmm. And now with Claire dead, Ryson really doesn't have anything to fight for. So he's probably yeah. truly buried for good right um it's unfortunate i mean it's it's a little unfortunate we want to see i want to see ricin i like yeah. I, mean, I like Ryson, but we still get to keep the actor that's which true is cool. that is true um and he can always play the voice of his own younger versions of himself yeah yeah that's true uh oh my god that's so funny um but so arika would like Escapes. Yeah, I don't know why David. I don't know girl. why David thought he had to stay behind, like to kill a few more eight balls. Like he, I, I mean, he doesn't really have anything to live for either, other than being, he doesn't know anything um, for the past like twenty five years or whatever. He doesn't know anything past that city. So that yeah. I mean, I don't even think that even if in his brain. He had like literally no fighting chance, no gun, no whatever. He probably would have just said, "I'm going to go down with the city." Yeah, because um, I don't think he'd do yeah. well in a, um, a matriarchal society. A matriarchal society, which um, we won't we won't get into it too much here. But if you want to read some more about Helena, go to Dominion Revelations on the Sci-Fi site, and they have a cool little write-up. Uh, and we week's need week. season three because I want to see Helena. Yeah, because I want to see it. Like we saw, yes. like this, like we saw the signpost, and we know Julian's still alive. Yes, because that we was... had Julian giving uh, his crazy speeches. He's just like talking to no one now. Yeah. He's just lost it. Yes. Um, because he's the only one left there. Like, Gabriel sort of um, took his army. Mm-hmm. Which, actually, this is a point I wanted to ask, because I'm, I'm not 100% sure about. Um, who is, does Duma just think he's working for Gabriel at this point, that he's doing Gabriel's bidding? I think Duma's doing his own, like, I think Duma's an opportunist. So when he saw that, that um, Gabriel and Julian gave him an opportunity, he probably said, oh, yes, I'll work for you or whatever. I don't think being being that Duma made a point about how old of an angel he was and how ancient, um, I think that Duma is going to try and set up his own thing that okay. has nothing to do with either of them. I can see that. That, like, Doom becomes sort of one of our antagonists mm-hmm. in season three. Um, I see that. Um, I see that unfolding. But so Julian... Julian gives this like yes. crazy little speech. 
Um, I've been this close to oblivion before. This time, like all the other times, I remember the whispers I heard in that dark place. Like, he's just like, mm-hmm. he's raving, he's just like raving about in nothingness. Um, like, he's giving a speech, like, to no one. And then I wonder, it's like, you wonder what part, like, what part in all of this Julian's going to play. Because mm-hmm. right now, he's kind of like the kooky leftover. So you're like, where does, why is he still alive and where does he fit in? And that in itself is another mystery. Yeah, but I mean, he ma- he's making a very strong point mm-hmm. as well that um, this is a, without God, this is a world where the tyranny of rank means nothing. Because we sort of just like accept it because that's just like the angels and like we're fighting them. So like we just have to deal with like this, these ones can do this and these ones can do this and this yeah. one's powerful. But he makes a good point. Like humans are all created with the like in in the Bible and mythology in this mythology and all that. Um, we're all created equal. That's the big thing is that every human is supposed to be on equal footing. Mm-hmm. But the angels were created. Some were more powerful than others. Some were more important than others. The lower. Uh, angels were created being called lower angels. <laughs> like, you want to talk about having some, like, emotional issues with your dad? Like, I have brought you into existence. You will be my favorite archangels. You will be the higher angels. And you guys, you're the lower <laughs> angels. Like, just go hang out in the outer sphere. I don't need you right now. Which is interesting because I now I remember the other point I was going to make because in this interview... With Vaughn, um, he explains that Lucifer is after um, a world in which a world without God. Mm-hmm. So, um, whereas you have all the other angels looking for God, you have Lucifer saying, "No thanks. Let's just create our own thing that doesn't have anything to do with him." Yeah. So um, that's a. It's it's funny because we thought that it was just uh, how to bring God back. Now it's like, well, you, now you have the fight about whether or not you should. Yeah, which is a which is I think a, a fair question to ask in this whole thing. It's like this seems like it's all been orchestrated by God. Like mm-hmm. he's he gave uh, Gabriel the the vial to that would unleash the apocalypse, probably knowing that he would do it right. Um, because he gave then Michael the tools to defend it, it with, with the markings and Uriel, the, um, the book, mm-hmm. I always forget the name of the book. I should really have written it down. Um, and, and, uh, Raphael, the prophecy, mm-hmm. um, all these things to piece together what would happen to fight the apocalypse. So he knew it was going to happen. The, the question is, yeah, why, like, why should we be following that path? Like, that's, and I think that's the question that Julian, I wonder if Julian is a, a prophet of Lucifer at this point, or would be, like, amenable to teaming up with him. Um, See, I, I felt that way, too. I felt that way, too. And it's interesting, because Lucifer is, in this sense, the real prodigal son, whereas we had this fight between Michael and Gabriel, where you thought, okay, like, which one of us is more loyal to to dad and his plan father and his plan and then you have this other person this other angel come in and you're like oh no that person's the real prodigal son because he just doesn't want anything to do with dad anymore at all yeah um it it could be interesting to see Uh, i really want to see yes i do too and i want i do think i do feel like julian could um could be part of team lucifer and I'm interested to see, like, what happens if the town of Mallory learns that they've been worshipping Lucifer. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> like, you think you're making all these sacrifices for for God, and you've been just, like, helping Lucifer rebuild his body. Which, by the way... Sucks! That sucks so bad for the yeah. people who are in the town, because oh. you have, uh... Who is it that pointed it out? Was Michael? Was it Michael or Gabriel that pointed it out that was like, oh... You basically have just been having people sacrifice themselves to you so you could get better. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. But I don't think these we people called will be it. Good. Yeah. Called it on this program. Check the tape. I was real proud of myself. I was like, yeah. 
I was live tweeting it, and, and I was just like, called it! Yes! Was, we know we, our Dominion. Yes, we even, do. Even though it was Zach that called it, but that's that's cool. It's fine. No, we did it as a team. Okay. As a team. Okay, Jackie. good. Good. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's fair to say, um, I, it, let, why don't we... Uh, go into some predictions. Okay. <laughs> uh, predictions. So yeah, prediction time. Um, we're basically just continuing the whole show anyway. And no. now, you're after Buzz TV. Yes, those are the lights I wanted. The lights haunting us from up high. Okay. So, as we leave season two... Julian is like holed up in a wall, but he's there. He's mm-hmm. available to potentially team up with Lucifer. Um, Duma's alive. He has Wheel. Um, between hit between Ryson's memories and Wheel, the entire inner working of Vega is effectively at his disposal. We are off to Helena with one squadron, and Noma is potentially working for Lucifer. Gonna take. Alex to Lucifer so that Lucifer can come back to life. Um, so excited about that plot line. I, I, I have to think that, um, it's good. Like it's going to be, I, I, I'm just trying to piece my brain. Well, what are you thinking, Jackie? While I get my thoughts in a row. I'm thinking um, Duma is going to use David as his number one foot soldier now mm-hmm. um, because he'll see he'll see the power in David. And I feel like this time, because David usually, when, when he was with Zoe, um, he was able to turn that around so it became advantageous for David. I predict that this is not going to happen this time. That David is finally going to find himself in a situation where he can't, like, he's literally just going to be a slave for Duma, and he's not going to be able to find a way to get out of that or make it advantageous for himself. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I sort of see Lucifer sort of going out in, like, to try to turn like if he gets his body back from one way or another i mean if he will i think at some point in yes i do think it's so. the question of how right um going to duma to like maybe team up and then but like it become this becomes a war of belief it becomes more so more even than angel versus human a war of belief mm-hmm. of like do you want... Because Gabriel and Michael, I think, are going to have... Against Lucifer, will wind up being on the same side. Yeah. Michael, it, I thought it was very interesting, seemed almost reverent of Lucifer. Like, there's just the fact alone that he let him live. Right. Um, that well, he, I, he had I, such respect I, for yeah, his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Yeah. So he had... And Michael's that kind of character, though, that he doesn't fight dirty mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, anymore. N- not Sodom and Gomorrah, Michael, but contemporary Michael doesn't fight dirty. He fights honorably. And so yeah. he saw that as dishonorable. So he had to do something when his brother died. He didn't want to dishonor him, even though he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that saved him. Good job, Michael, saving yourself in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're basically we're going to see Michael and Gabriel teamed up. Um, yeah. Which is cool because oh, like they're they those two actors like uh, Tom Wisdom and Carl Bukes they're have great such, together. Yeah, they have such a good back and forth. Yeah, and such a good dynamic. I'm excited to see them on the same side mm-hmm. um, because now they both need. They're both going to be fighting Lucifer. I think Lucifer's ultimate goal will be to kill the two of them. And theoretically, Raphael, if we get her in, and then maybe Uriel, uh, still holding on to that prediction that she's yes. actually alive, um, that becomes that. Oh, how awesome would it be for the with the four of them versus Lucifer? Yes, I would like to see that oh, for sure. I want to see that next year. I'm talking to uh, not to to sci-fi, like just imagine sci-fi. Listen to me here. Picture this. The fields of California, because we're going to be in Northern California with La Jolla, mm-hmm. um, which is where Helena is. Oh, no. Helena, uh, if Helena's in La Jolla, La Jolla's La Jolla. in San Diego. California, yeah. Yes, but um, we're not going to be in Northern California. Did I say Northern? Yeah. Oh, California. Yes. The Or even better, near San Diego, on the beaches. Yes. Lined up in the sand. On one side, you have... Four archangels with swords drawn, ready, two 
beautiful women and Tom Wisdom and Carl Bukes versus the craziest Lucifer, like, I imagine he's just, I imagine him being a big person, a big, like, threatening person as the first angel. And they just have, they just have to flip out their wings and they fly at each other. You can make that happen, sci-fi. Yes. Or whatever the writers come up with, because I'm sure they have this all thought yes. out in amazing fashion. You can make that happen, sci- sci-fi. So hashtag Renew Dominion. I also want to give a quick moment to shout out um, twi- at Twister Diva on uh, Twitter, who said that they are putting together a uh, letter writing campaign. Oh, good. That you good. guys can get in on, um, which the the address is pretty simple. I guess you just send it, and then they'll they'll figure out who to forward it to. Uh, write address address it to Sci-Fi HQ, um, Thirty Rockefeller Plaza, New York, New York. Uh, zip code one zero one one two. Like maybe we can get this into a real place where the sci-fi is like, man, we got renew the show. These people are nuts. <laughs> yes, in the best way because yes. you guys are nuts. Thank in you so way. much for joining us this season, Jackie. Thank you for co-hosting with me this I had season. A blast. This was this is a great show. This season, like I wasn't sure going in, like what are we gonna get? Second sophomore seasons are real tricky. We've both seen Jackie just Sleepy between Hollow, just the two, strain, but two, yeah, yes. just Jackie and my <laughs> other shows. We've seen really rough second seasons, but this season blew the first out of the water and just made this my favorite show of the summer. And I can't, I hope wait, I hope I can't wait to see next season. Hope we get more. Any last thoughts, Jackie, before we wrap out? No. All right. Yeah. We've given you guys a lot of hours of Dominion talk. So until next season, because I am, I'm going to go out positive. Yeah. Until next season, Jackie, where can the people keep up with you? You can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com. That's where my Twitter, my Instagram is. And I will be recapping some shows on my blog there. And you can see me on my, sh- uh, on my web series, Words, Wine, and Women. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, all the places at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N, and a whole bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz this fall, including Doctor Who, uh, Sleepy Hollow with Jackie, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back, the, which I just talked about The Leftovers, which is just mind, like, uh, I don't even know what to think anymore, but guys... Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone in the chat roll, everyone on Twitter. You guys have been a blast. It's been an honor to host this show. Thank you, Vaughn, Sean, and Alyssa for coming yes, in this season. It's been a blast. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 